to Gypstep Between the Lines, where we have real discussions about real issues in public safety. Hello and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Megan Etheridge of Gypstick, and today we're joined by Melissa Alterio, Daniel Dunlap, and Anessa Westmoreland. Thank you all for joining us today. Thanks. Glad, glad to, be to be here. Will you please tell us a little bit about yourselves? Ladies first. Oh, thanks. Hmm. Um, all right, so I'll start first. So I'm Melissa. I'm the Director of Emergency Communications here in the city of Roswell. I've been here just over five years, but total of 30, I'm on my 31st year in the business. I like to say I started when I was 10, but the, as I get older, that joke gets not so funny. <laughs> so, um, but I've worked my, I spent the majority of my career in New York and, and worked my way up through the ranks from dispatcher to uh, trainer to supervisor, training coordinator and, and director. I'm also an adjunct instructor with APCO, um, have a lot of hats here and everywhere and I'm the vice president of the Georgian Isle One Directors Association of the Metro Region and also a board member and now treasurer of the Georgia Association of Women in Public Safety. Just completed my master's degree and I'm happy to be here. Wow, thank you. Thank you so much for bringing your experience on board. I'm Vanessa Westmoreland and like Melissa, I started when I was about 10 years old. <laughs> um, Actually, I started my career in 1995 uh, with Covington Newton County 911, and while working there, I was the communications officer, a team leader, and the Kalia accreditation training manager. While I worked there, I went to Mercer, and I got my undergrad degree in criminal justice, and then I went to Troy State University, and I have my master's degree in education. After that, um, in 2008, I went to work for uh, juvenile court and so I worked there for about seven years and then I transferred over because I say I had a midlife crisis and I decided <laughs> to be a police officer um, so I did that for about four years and I was an investigator I worked for Newton County Sheriff's Office and I left there in 2017 and I got a chance to work with Megan at Gypstick and I worked there for several years and then I had a chance to come back to my original communication center um, opened up and I came here but I'm leaving out a very important piece was attending the APCO CPE class because that's what lit the fire, I guess rekindled the fire for communications with me. And I just realized there's so many things that we need to do and so much that I wanted to get done. And on the state level and national level, especially with this reclassification. And so that's just one of the things that got me to rethink this career in communications and I came back. That's That's great. Thank you. Thank you for coming back to our podcast. Even though you left us. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. <laughs> All right, Daniel, you're the last one. All right. Hey, I'm Daniel Dunlap. I'm currently the 911 director in Augusta, Richmond County. Uh, I've been here just over four years, approximately 24 years uh, in public safety communications. Now, my public safety communications career started when I was seven. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the first time I actually picked up the phone and dialed 911. <laughs> That's a good one. Good one. I like it. And it did work. And when they called back after I hung up, uh, my mom answered and she goes, no, there's not an emergency, but there's about to be. Uh, (laughs) So uh, like many of y'all, you know, as a a single dispatcher and a two person PSAP uh, in Florida, working my way up through quality assurance and training, becoming a 911 coordinator and then the communications chief, actually in the panhandle of Florida in Okaloosa County. Got my emergency number professional, my EMP through Nina. I know Melissa didn't mention it, but I'll, I'll uh, throw <laughs> that in there. He is a CPE as well. Thanks. And I'm a CPE. 
that was amazing. Certified public safety executive. Outstanding. Currently, the uh, Georgia APCO treasurer. Um, I do have my bachelor's in project management, public administration, and I appreciate this uh, opportunity. Great. Thank you. And I'm just so excited to have all of y'all's knowledge and experience to bring to the table today. I think it's going to be a wonderful podcast. So as we know, the discussion about morale has been a big thing in the 911 field. And I wanted us to talk about it because we all know that Telecommunicator Week is fast approaching. And I kind of wanted to hear some ideas of what you're going to do in your center to increase morale and just to make that week the absolute best that it can be. Does anybody want to share with us the plans they have in place at their agency? Morale is, I mean, I know with the, the three of us, morale is important to all of us and, and it does hold a special place in my heart. I've actually taught at the last two annual APCO conferences a session on morale in the Dare to Be Great conference in October. I taught a session, the same session on morale. I am a firm believer that morale does start with the individual. There's just a common stereotype out there that morale is a leadership problem or a supervision problem, but I don't, I don't believe that's the case. I believe that morale starts with the individual. We should all hold ourselves accountable. So with that being said, we, our entire team got together to figure out how we can, I don't like using that term, improve morale. We, we got together and just tried to come up with how we can improve our organizational culture and make it a more positive environment. And so we did that. Oh yeah, that's a great way to do it. <laughs> we, did, right. we did that through, um, we saw a session at APCO in 2017. There was about five of us and the session was also about morale and they talked about, it's called a Healthy Center 911 Initiative. So we actually adopted that and, and launched that initiative here. And what that involves is we do, we have a couple of bulletin boards up here titled Healthy Center 911, and we put a bunch of positive aspirations up there. We try and do um, some mental health awareness, stress awareness, peer support awareness on one board, something as simple as the recipe of the month or book club of the month or the recommended book of the month. We try and throw that up there. We do fitness challenges in here monthly, and we do handout prizes. So we sort of put some money together in our own pool out of our own personal pocket to come up with fun prizes for whoever wins the fitness challenge of the month. And, you know, so far it has really, I mean, it's been taken off for the last two or three years. We bought some, what are they called? Like the little under the desk stairmaster, little steps. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> some little, the little bike. Under, under the, the desk, desk elliptical. Yeah, that's it. And that's it. Um, the other fun thing that we did, what they called the, and they came up with this themselves. Cause again, you know, it's leader, you know, we tried to get the buy-in from everybody and have them come up with their own ideas on how to make things more positive in here. So they do their Sunday fun days. They call them. So his 12 hour shift, they work every other Sunday. So they'll okay. do, um, like a potluck and they'll have a theme. And mostly this was kind of around college football season where they would come in with their jersey shirts on and stuff. So, we tried and tried to improve the positivity around here by doing fun stuff like that. And that kind of leads up to telecommunicators week, which we, we take everything that we do all year long. We try and put it into one week with a lot more fun activities. Um, I just had a, just a piggyback on kind of what you said and for the under the desk ellipticals and bicycle and exercise equipment, we just did our budget for 2021. And that's one of the things that the supervisors had requested. And so I went to HR and talked to them to see if they had any wellness mm -hmm. money. 
and they actually, I wrote up a proposal. He said, put it in writing, and I wrote a proposal. They're actually giving us $900 out That's of wellness wonderful. money to purchase. Yes, that, that is absolutely equipment. amazing. So that's one of the things that I think that I think a lot of centers might get discouraged because of yeah. money. You know, even some of the stuff Melissa was talking about. I know before you don't have stuff in your budget. You know, I know Melissa, she's not going to say it in here, but I know Melissa buys a lot of stuff out of her own money. Um, <laughs> I do that, too. And Trudy and my director, Trudy, does the same thing. And so we do that. But sometimes with stuff like this is. It doesn't hurt to ask or get a sponsor or mm-hmm. see if there's, you know, someone in the business in the community that wants to help you. It's almost like having a champion businesses in the community that support 911. So you just have to think outside the box. And so I just wanted to say that while Melissa was talking about purchasing that because I don't want people to hear, you know, some of the stuff we're saying and think that it's very expensive and it's too mm-hmm. much. And so they don't even want to, they're like, well, we can't do that. We don't have the money in the budget. Yep. I mean, some of the right. stuff that Melissa yeah. said, the bulletin board doesn't really cost anything except pay no, it, it doesn't. And Daniel, yeah. before yeah. you jump in, I'm sorry, just one thing that I did hear, I do hear from a lot of directors is, well, like buying a treadmill, for example, we did get a, a treadmill a couple of years back and it's like, yeah, but it, it sits there and does nothing. Like it was good for a couple of months, but then, mm-hmm. but those things like that doesn't matter because at least it's there. It's mm-hmm. out there, it's available. So what if they don't right. use them constantly? It's mm-hmm. still there and, and, you know, you're still being consistent there. Sorry, Daniel, go ahead. No, you're good. No, and, and you both brought up some very good points, you know, and, I, and I'll kind of just like Anessa piggyback on, you know, there's opportunities also within your vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Reaching out to the vendors to see if they have any type of, you know, whether it's cups or keychains. I mean, anything that you can maybe spruce up to, now, you know, I've got uh, a staff that could be up to 75 at, at some points to where it's kind of hard to reach out to, you know, AT&T or your CAD vendor and say, hey, can I have 75 of these Yeti cups? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. That, that, that's not going to go very far. Or your recording company, but you got to think you've got, you know, your, your phone vendor, your CAD vendor, your recording vendor, you know, those are just to, to name a few. You also have your other public safety entities within your own municipality or your own county that surprisingly not our sheriff uh last year donated a couple of 50 dollars gift cards mm-hmm. towards uh, some raffles that we did during telecommunicators week but uh well it would have been the year before last year was really when COVID hit you know that was really tough because if you think about one of the main things of telecommunicators week at least for where i've been is food yeah and you know even when we kind of put the kibosh on some of that stuff and our our staff wanted to do like a taco bar and I said, well, hey, look, think of all the things you put on a taco. You know, you don't want 15 different hands going through 15 different containers mm-hmm. uh, to, to make, you know, three tacos for yourself. So, but to go back, you know, we actually did, uh, we've had bingo. We've had bingo like on the shift. We have bingo outside of the, uh, the 911 arena. And some of those door prizes and things that we have are things that are used for prizes. T-shirts. I know T-shirts for our staff is a, is a really big thing. Mm-hmm. And they get in, whether it's Valentine's Day, any all these holidays, Christmas. Uh, there's been Thanksgiving shirts with turkeys on the back and things like that. <laughs> Santa Claus with uh, a headset yeah. on, you know, just these different things that they come up with. And the easiest thing is to say no. But when, when, when you're telling them no, when it's something that you can easily tell them yes, mm-hmm. let's, let's give, it a, give it a shot. One thing we also do is our annual award. Mm-hmm. 
So we have perpetual plaques to where, you know, you have the names that are, you know, engraved. We did this a few years back and actually I recorded our 2020 awards last week and put it out through uh, email to say, Hey, go check the end drive and you can watch the video to see who won. So no one knew ahead of time. And it was really neat to walk out onto the floor for a couple of folks that won and just to see their shock that oh, you know, they were selected. And it's just not your basic, you know, communications officer of the year, dispatcher of the year, but there's a couple of other awards like shining star, mm -hmm. step up to the plate. You know, so some of those things that I, I really wanted to create an award for thumbs down award for 2020. That would have been a <laughs> uh, COVID. <COVID. laughs> uh, but, uh, We've also instituted like uh, dress down. I, I've had my folks out of uniform for the last several months. We you have know, to. Just to try to alleviate one, you know, if you can try to alle alleviate anything to just make them a little bit happier, you know, during during the COVID. Right. I think that's important. We had shirts, mate. We do shirts too, but we're not as good as you and make them for every holiday, but <laughs> that's a good idea. Um, but last year we did a quarantine shirt because we're doing telecommunicators week. We didn't do what we normally would have done. We normally would have had food, like Daniel said, and we would have had like a picnic or something. We didn't do that because of COVID, because it was so fresh, and we really didn't know if it was a good idea at the time, so we just opted not to do it. But we still recognized everyone, and so we did something different where everyone got like a little thank you bag, and it was filled. We asked them what their favorite snacks were. Um, we sent out emails stuff like that and asked them what they liked. And so then if someone gave like a special candy, like they liked now and later, or those Boston baked beans, I went on Amazon and I bought, that's one of the things I bought, by my, you know, with my own money, but I went on and I bought anyone that gave an exact item. I made sure that they had, that it was in their bag. Everybody got it. So it wasn't like I just gave that one person, but you know, if someone said now and later, I bought a big thing of now and later and everyone got now and later. If they said, Sweet and you just made them feel special <laughs> by specializing. And yeah, I was going to do like a, I had thought about doing like a match game, like match this candy with who you think it belongs to. But I only had like five specific candies. So I was like, well, maybe I need to get, for next year, I'll get what they like and try that. But we did shirts that said, you know, had like the friends theme and it said the one where we were quarantined. <laughs> and then on the back of their shirts, we've had hashtag essential. Put on the back of it. So oh, that's awesome! But, oh, cool. And like so, that. so that's, that's cool. what we did for Telecommunicators Week. But also, one of the things that we have used, um, like Daniel said, is the support from the public safety agencies. In August of last year, we didn't do Telecommunicators Week in April, but in August we had an employee engagement activity, and we did like a luau theme. And we had one of our vendors, Motorola, actually purchase a Chick-fil-A box meal, one for every employee. And the wow. vendor that we have, the sales rep, he actually contacted Chick-fil-A and got them to put the cards in there for the free item. So they got their meal, their box meal. So I thought that was nice. That's but awesome. the public safety agencies, I just reached out to them and said, hey, look, we're doing an employee engagement activity. I'm looking for door prizes. Do y'all have anything? And I was surprised of the response we got. And they were like, well, what type of things are you looking for? And I asked for challenge coins. One of the sheriff's office actually gave me binders, the zip-up binder. I got challenge coins from both of our big law enforcement agencies, Covington Police and the sheriff's office. And then that Covington Police <laughs> Officer Matt Cooper was shot in the line of duty. And I asked one of the lieutenants, 
they have a fuzz run that they do every year. And I asked him if he could get Matt Cooper to sign the shirt. And so he signed like about six or seven shirts, maybe eight, I'm not sure, and signed them with his signature and put Matt Cooper number 148 on there. And two of the people that I gave that won, like the door prize was their shirt. They were working the day that he was shot. And one of them cried like when I gave, she's like, oh my God, this is the best gift ever. I mean, they already had the shirt, but just putting his name on there, you know, just brought that shirt up, you know, the value to me. He's a hero, but you know, and her response was, I mean, we could have given her a $25 gift card and she could have spent it, but that meant more mm-hmm. to her than a gift card. That's awesome. And we had some gift cards. Our human resources donated some gift cards that they had. And so that's one of the things we did. Now we did that employee engagement in August. So, but that's, that's just neat. another thing. You can do any of that for Telecommunicators Week. So we also do t-shirts. And so we sort of made it our thing starting like four years ago that we will do a t-shirt every year for telecommunicators week. And so this year, of course, it's, I'm going to give it away now, but I'm going to tell you all, it's going to be like a, we survived 2020 and then have all the, the stuff on the back between COVID and killer bees and all that stuff. So that, that'll be their, oh, cool. <laughs> that'll be their shirt. They started a, a trend about a year or so ago with the hashtag team Roswell. So it'll have the hashtag team Roswell on the sleeve. Um, so we'll do that again this year. But generally every year we have theme days. And I know it was a struggle for COVID, but we were rather fortunate up here because the citizens up here in the city of Roswell started, I forget what they called it exactly, but it was like a food train where they just donated so much food to public safety. And so when um, during like quite a few months, whether it be the fire stations or the police department, so they, the community development, community relations across the street at City Hall actually had to set up a sign-up sheet for the citizens to do that. And of course, there was criteria. It had to be individually wrapped and all, you know, COVID safe. So when the word got out that week that it was telecommunicators week, they had food donated to them safely following the COVID guidelines, individually wrapped food every day. So that was... That was a big plus for them. So we st- were still able to kind of have our theme days with relation to food. So every year, um, one of the theme days on Friday, we do the Red Friday. Remember, everybody deploys. So everybody wears red. So we recognize our military during Telecommunicators Week. They'll do like a Mexican Fiesta Day. We did this past year. We also did a um, Carnival Day. So that was kind of fun. We had like hot dogs and corn dogs and popcorn and so that was a fun little theme and of course they get to wear different kind of theme clothes and then we have contests like the 80s t-shirt contest or the crazy sock contest and those little prizes whether it be gift cards or a drink cup like a yeti something like that and we have a lot Mm -hmm. of those prizes donated and also a lot um, between command staff and the supervisory staff there's just a ton of money rolling in to be able to get some of those prizes and then the same thing that Daniel said, we do bingo every year. That's a given. Some of the unique games that we've had, we did, one of the dispatchers was really, really crafty and created like this big punch out board, kind of like you see on the prices, right? So, <laughs> and she, where you drop the point. Yeah, well, no, it's kind of like where, where you punch out. So she had like this big, this, this big board, uh, cardboard. Mm-hmm. You know, she taped like, um, I wouldn't say like sticky notes over them. And then on the other side, they were actual like the red solo cups on the other side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so 
when they won a game like bingo and they got a raffle ticket and then they can, they can, however many raffle tickets they got or however many punches that they would get to win a prize. So it was kind of neat. That was actually fun. So we might do that. Well, I have a question for y'all about the bingo. Do you just play like regular bingo with the numbers or it's like a dispatch Uh, bingo? Dispatch bingo. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) And while we're on that, let's go ahead and ask, So some of our listeners might be wondering, how do you do bingo on shift and not mess up? Well, so our I'm sorry, Daniel, go ahead. No, I was just going to say you do rapid bingo. Oh, interesting. So our dispatch bingo is a little different. So because they work 12-hour shifts, so we set, and what Telecommunicators Week is from Sunday to Saturday. So we start bingo Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. Monday at 6 a.m. And then bingo will be over. So they each shift gets two full shifts of playing bingo. And so they we have two cards. Both cards are either call taking or dispatching. And so that could be dispatching in one of the slots. It could be a barking dog complaint or it could be a foot chase in progress or it could be. So if they have one of those for the shift, then they mark it off and that's a bingo. Right. Or, you know, however. Oh, I got you. Okay. Call taking, you know, get a breathing problems complaint or fireworks complaint, something like that. And they check it off. So we try and mix it up every year. Yeah, I like that. Are you going to share? Sure. Yeah, we've done a couple. I have a couple saves in the last couple of years. They're they're pretty creative with them. All right, Daniel, you were trying to share about yours. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, no, I was actually just going to say the the rapid bingo, you know, doing it, doing it quickly. The, The games go real fast. And of course, you know, you, you, you do have the potential for someone, you know, to get radio traffic and, and miss a number, but you have the super dispatchers that can <laughs> handle two radios a call bingo and do everything proficiently and, and even win. So cool. That's great. One yeah. of the other things that might help some agencies as far as positivity during telecommunicators week. So our outreach team sort of designs social media posts for either one for every day of that week highlighting something not one one related or highlighting one of the teams or one of the theme days or maybe three out of the the seven days or four out of the seven days social media is always fun to to recognize your folks during telecommunicators week okay and that's a super easy way to do it so for agencies that don't have a lot of resources that that's an easy way i agree yeah well and another thing on the social media that we did last year we reached out to all of our agencies. Trudy, the director, sent them an email and told them that we wanted to post videos on our social media. So any agency that wanted to do a shout out either as a group or individually, that we would post it on our social media. So if you want a blast from the past, you can go back and look on our page. But we have a lot of fun ones on there where they, some of them just, you know, said thanks for everything you do. Um, and then others, you know, they went into more detail, but then we, the, what we call the admin team. So it was me, Trudy, our IT person, our training manager and our administrative assistant. We did a video and I edited the video and we made it funny where it had music and stuff in it. And we actually had someone that we know that's a police officer. He's not even a police officer here, but, um, he has a relative that is an elected official. And he wrote a song um, called about the gold line, the thin wow. gold line, and we shared it on our page. Oh, wow. So we actually did that, and that didn't right. cost anything. That was free. That was just time where they, you know, I just had to upload it. And I would, what I would do is when I, they, we told them we needed them by a certain day, and then we would just post one every day. 
And so I wouldn't tell the dispatchers that it was, I would just send out an email. I would post it or schedule it to post at like 9 a.m. or something like that. And then once it posted, I would send an email out to everybody. I'm like, go check our social media page for a special message from one of our agencies. And they didn't know who it was. They had to go check it. And then we saved ours for the last because it was. I remember seeing that this past year. And I thought that was super ingenious. That was a great idea. Like you were TikTok or TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was kind of like TikTok. I mean, TikTok was probably cooler, but I mean, we still have fun. (laughs) We had a good time. Well, and you don't have to be cool. Yeah. You're doing it to. Yeah. Enhance that positivity. Yeah. And, you know, I like that you brought other agencies into yeah. it and they got to understand what they meant yeah. to other agencies. And some well. of them, they could, like their county policy or city policy says that they can't post stuff on social media in their uniform. So those, um, they sent it to me and I just sent it in, I did a private YouTube and I sent them the link to look at it, but I told them they couldn't That's share cool. it um, on social okay. media. So. There were some that didn't get posted, but people still did it. And there were some that were like surprising, like some, you know, a random deputy would give a shout out, you know, or a random officer would. So it was just neat for them to see um, that people actually cared. And it wasn't just us telling them it came from them because that's, you know, they don't get a lot of thank yous from the public or from the agencies they work for. They do sometimes, but it's not that often, you know. Great. I love all these ideas. They're great. Any agencies or directors that need some ideas, I mean, Pinterest is a huge resource for telecommunicators gifts. And some of them were, were really, oh, really? Um, pretty easy to do. I remember one year, I think it was the first year I got here, I put together these gifts. It was so cheesy, but it was so fun. It was a, a Mountain Dew with a Mounds bar attached to it and a little ribbon and a card that says mounds of thanks for all you do and i'm like this is so cheesy but it was so well received it was so cute and i got the idea off of pinterest and it wasn't that much we took a big bowl and filled it with a thousand what are those candy bars a thousand grand grand whatever those grand the little mini ones oh, yeah, um, yeah. The, with the little sign that says you're worth a million or something like that and place that around the center and then um, oh i love that the other easy thing that we generally do every year for a prize is fill up a candy jar. So one of the supervisors has decided that that's her thing every year. So she'll get a, a big jar and she'll fill it up with a ton of candy and you have to guess how much candy is in there. And the prize, which is usually a gift card, she sticks it in the middle. So whoever wins that wins the prize and the candy. Oh, cool. So yeah, Pinterest. Pinterest is fun. Uh, I did for Christmas for my supervisors, but one of the things was a toilet paper. A roll of toilet paper and because twenty twenty main energy drink because you know they live off of that. Um, and then I think some right. uh, soap, a Bath and Body Works soap, but it was it was similar to what she's saying. It was like the toilet paper was like, "Thanks for putting up with all my crap." <laughs> <laughs> and we did that for our team during COVID too. We gave them one because we were calling them all the time, getting them to do stuff, so they were dropping everything no matter what time it was to get stuff done. Um, but for the Christmas gift, we did that and the soap like to clean up the mess. And I think it was gum to get through sticky situations. So, and I had saw it something on Pinterest, but I just picked what I wanted and made it different. So that's a great idea. Actually, I was, I was thinking about the t-shirt thing and, uh, you know, I had a good one for this year's telecommunicators week. It was actually going to be communications officers vital in dispatch. And that spells out COVID. Oh my gosh, uh, I love that. Oh my goodness. But, uh, 
I, I had a couple other, you know, stuff, things like that, but I, you know, it was kind of just the challenge of, you know, the people want to walk, walk around with, you know, a nylon one year with COVID on the back. Uh, maybe have the, you know, the COVID, you know, have that, that thing on the, on the back, but, but no, just kind of, you know, something out of, out of the box. That's good. Yeah. I mean, all of these are good because, you know, it's just showing people that you don't have to stick to one thing. You can have a variety of different things to do Certainly. Well throughout Absolutely. the entire. All right. Are there any more that y'all can think of that you do? About budget stuff, like what she really thought outside the box by writing up that proposal for uh, wellness money, which is, I'm going to use that idea. But one of the things that like the t-shirts that we buy every year, we take them out of our uniform budget. And the reason why we do that is because there's always a little something about Roswell 911 on the t-shirt. And part of our uniform is that they can wear Roswell 911 t-shirts on the weekends in their golf shirts during the week, but t-shirts on the weekend. So that's one of the ways how we justify buying a shirt for them every year out of our uniform budget. That's one. And then the other thing that we, this is kind of funny, actually. The other thing that we do is we've bought books for them, 911 related books in years past, like two years ago, maybe we bought the Resilient 911 Professional, the book by Jim Marshall and Tracy Lorenza. But what I found doing that is like we need more people out there to write 911 related books because like I'm out. <laughs> you know, we gave out the Dispatcher's <laughs> Dress by Adam Tim one year and then the 911 Professional, and I'm like, there's not a whole lot of other 911 related books out there. So, but the whole thing is, is we were able to take that out of our budget under educational materials and publications. That's good. So there we are some things that we can take okay. out of budget for the week. Yeah, we use dye our shirts out of the uniform budget, too, because we allow them to wear shirts day, but they have to be public safety related. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Yeah, I, I, I'd i have to yeah, echo absolutely. those those same things as far as using your uniform budget, even getting down to, you know, say, say if you did want to buy cups. I know we all probably have a requirement <laughs> to have cups with covered lids. Yeah. Yep. You, know, you can't have open, open containers, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> in, the, in the center. So <laughs> that's part of potentially issued equipment. If you look yep. at it from that aspect, you know, you're not trying to cheat the system, but at the same time, that's something you require. And that's something that you can purchase for what the policy states. Yeah, absolutely. We've gotten away with that before, too. So that's yeah, perfect. When Melissa first started <laughs> talking, she said that morale starts with the individual. And I know that that's, that's something that's difficult as a manager. It's, I mean, I believe it and I see that's true, but when you're having staff meetings and you're talking to the supervisors and you're talking to the employees, we've done a lot of surveys. I just have a free survey monkey and I'll, you can only have 10 questions on there, but I've done probably four surveys since I've been working here. And that's what we get all the time is that employee morale. We can improve more employee morale, but our 2021 goals that we created, one of them is to continue to improve employee morale. But instead of just saying that, we said through communication and employee engagement. So we're not That's just great. We're going to do improve employee morale because like Melissa said, you can't improve everyone. If someone is mad at the world or they're mad, about their job or they're unhappy or they're not fulfilled in that position, there's nothing that you can do to get them there. They have to get there on their own. And so we can do all the things, but at the yeah. day it comes back to them. You're and, and you know, I've gotta I've gotta say the same thing 
I've just had this mantra for years that morale is what you make it. Yep. So that's right. If if you get out of bed with a crappy attitude and come to work and you know potentially infect you know the other and that's not a COVID joke, but <laughs> if because negativity is so easy yep. to breed, it's so easy to breed negativity. So you know if I come in with a bad attitude and I'm just down and you know negative, don't want to talk, close my door, this and that, I can't expect everyone else on my staff to be chipper and, you know, even want to come to work. So, and I'm not saying everybody has to come in, you know, sunshine and, and rainbows, but at the same time, we all understand this is a stressful job. Whatever we can do to try to help each other out, you don't want to go home every day with a bad attitude to your family or your, your pets or what have you. That's just, like I said, it's been my mantra that, you know, you set the tone, you're going to be able to, you know, we're all going to have things thrown at us. Uh, but if you have, you know, a good outlook and positive attitude towards that, what's, what's the worst thing that can happen? You know, sure. You get a flat tire, um, maybe you get in a car accident, but that's why I have insurance. I'm not saying insurance is going to, you know, take care of, of, of a negative attitude, but you just gotta, you gotta think positive. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Life is that's my favorite saying life is 10% what happens to you. 90% how you react to it. Yes. And I mean, honestly, that's the only thing that that's we right. can control right. is how we react to a situation. That's right. We can't control what's going to happen. That's I love right. that y'all said that. Part of it is to get there. There, If you can't come up with ideas, then rally your people. Exactly. And I think the other biggest message there, too, which all three of us agree on, is that you don't have to have a big budget to recognize your folks for yep. Telecommunicators Week. That's right. Absolutely. So just tell me a little bit. You know, maybe we have some listeners who still aren't completely convinced that they should celebrate Telecommunicators Week. Tell me in your words why it's well, so important. Well, I think it's important because, first of all, we're still not classified as public safety. So that's probably why this was invented to start with. But, hey, look, we're over here. We work the same <laughs> hours. We do a lot similar things that other public safety does. And I think during COVID, I think the world realized that you know, 911 is essential. Um, dispatchers are essential because we were the ones showing up every day. They were the ones there every day. And so I think that keep the we are 911, I am 911 movement going with let's keep celebrating it. And just something little. I know there are, I think in Georgia, most of the centers celebrate it. I'm not sure about nationally or, you know, but I feel like most of the ones in Georgia do. But I think if you don't have the backing from your director, then just do it on your shift or try, you know, for the center. If you feel, if you feel like you're overstepping your bounds, then just take it into your own hands and do something small just for your shift. If you don't have the backing from the leadership, it doesn't mean you can't recognize the people on your shift or the people you work with. Even if you're not a supervisor, you could recognize the people that you work with. Just tell them thank you. That's right. Because as leaders, and you want the message for the, the leadership out there as leaders, regardless if it's part of their job description to do what they do every day, that doesn't matter. As leaders, it is our responsibility to show value to our employees. You know, it's also a stress reducer as well. I mean, you have to keep them going. You have to give them some positivity out there. The job is stressful enough. And to at least know that they are recognized for more than, you know, just coming in for 12 hours, you know, through COVID while their family's at home quarantined or what have you it's just 
it's just important, you know? So, so what we, we get to be a little juvenile for a week and have a little fun and, you know, we're mm-hmm. crazy costumes or what, so what, you know, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's just important to say, this is our special week, you know, law enforcement has a week dedicated to them. So equal measure. Yeah. And, and I would say, you know, it's, it's tough sometimes when it's some of those weeks for, you know, recognizing police officers, mm-hmm. firefighters, what have you. And you might see that there's been local businesses that, you know, donated lunches or, or did this type of event to recognize them. You know, another cheap resource to get the word out for recognition is your own media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easy. And as a matter of fact, I got a phone call not too long ago today from a reporter regarding, you know, just some off the wall you know, question, but I could easily parlay that into, Hey, you know, we're, we're celebrating, uh, in April. Not the masters. Uh, <laughs> we are celebrating an event, and we'd like to see if you'd come down and do, you know, a feel-good story. You know, it's it's always salacious to find the the bad things that go on with 911 calls or public safety. You know, mm-hmm. easily reach out to your local media to see if they'll do, you know, a story. That's a great idea. And I th- I think, and we didn't talk about this today or not in this aspect, but one of the things that I know Melissa does that she can talk about it more after um, is that getting involvement from your elected officials or your yeah. council mm-hmm. and your commissioners, you know, uh, Melissa is the one that told me that she has like an open house. I don't remember if that's what you call it, but yeah. an open house. And we were going to do that last year, but because of COVID we stopped because our city hall was closed and we didn't want to be the ones that were having a super spreader event by bringing all these people. Oh, right. but, but that is good. something that you can do if you don't have those relationships with the media, if you don't have a good relationship with your council or county commissioners, is to just invite them to come. So we, we did. So that's a good idea because I got a lot of inquiry about that after we did those two events. So we did a, we called it a lunch and learn for our mayor and council. And we invited them into the center. We gave them our spare headsets to listen to. In, in front of the center, we gave a very short 15-minute presentation. We gave them a very, very brief overview of what we do. We invited them into the kitchen to go grab some lunch, bring them onto the floor, sit with the dispatcher. We had a lot of extra dispatchers here. They volunteered. We got buy-in from everybody. So we didn't pay overtime for them to come in. They volunteered because they were excited to get them over here to tell about what we do. So we were able to get some food and the supervisors and I, we like, we all chipped in for just a couple of trays from Kroger and some chips. It was a very inexpensive, but fun event. And I have to tell you, we set aside like an hour, hour and a half. The mayor and council, like, they didn't want to leave. They were like, oh, and we we're kind of like, oh, okay, it's over with now. <laughs> like, they were having so much fun. And I have to tell you, every time that we have something that goes before mayor and council, it's that they just, they recognize us and they've just given us such props. It was so beneficial to us here in the city. And then the second thing, the second event we did a year later was we did an open house for city employees only. So we sent Mm. out a a mass, you know, invitation and we invited everybody to come over between whatever time and whatever time. And we did have a little bit of, we had some snacks and we had them like placed around the center and we had a big cake and some drinks and we had a little, we had a few stations. We had, again, we had some volunteers. Um, we had the dispatchers who were actually working and then we had others who were basically playing host. And so the way we would filter people in around 10 minutes time and they would go through these little stations. Like my deputy director had a whole technology station going on where they went, he went through a text to 911 demo or rapid SOS demo and 
it was also so well received. And we were going to lead that up to our third event, which was going to be a like a, a we were going to call it a donuts with dispatchers, kind of like a 911 Citizens Police Academy. But then mm-hmm. COVID happened. So hopefully we'll be able to get that finally off the ground next year. But that's kind of how we started small to test it out. And it was super successful. It was great. It's a good idea. Those are good. Yeah, I want I wanted to do one we we'll try for this year, but those were great ideas because mm-hmm. I talked last year about that. So that's awesome. And besides theme days, that's really all I mean, we have theme days, but you know, the one thing that I think we could all get out of this conversation and the people that are listening is don't just wait for telecommunicators week. You can do these things all year all- round. We did a team um a game day for the people that were working the Super Bowl. You know, they could wear their jersey and we sent we just sent out a graphic and just sent it out and just said, Hey, wear your game day jersey or any it doesn't have to be a jersey, but any team apparel that you want to wear on that day. Obviously appropriate I said appropriate attire, whatever. <laughs> you always have to say it. <laughs> yes. But, you know. If you don't, that one person might read between the lines. But you know, I mean just we have had a Western theme before, we've had a decades. Team Day, tie-dye, Marvel, Taco Tuesday, pizza mm-hmm. party, stuff like that. I mean, there's all different things you can do that you don't have to wait for telecommunicators week. That's right. Hey. That's a that's a good point. And I'll say, you know, you got to be careful, too, with uh, Pajama Day. <laughs> <laughs> and we, had to, we had to check people at the door because I, I really don't need to know what you're wearing at night. But at the same time, you got you to keep it uh, keep it real. Yeah. And with that, I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Is there anything else that y'all want to add? If I not, I'll wrap it up. All right. Thank you all so much for joining us. I really enjoyed our conversation today. And I think that you all put some wonderful ideas out there. And since this is coming out in March, I think that you may help some centers have great ideas to incorporate and be able to make telecommunicators week a great week. Thank so you. thank you again for coming. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Y'all have a good day. Thanks for listening to Gypstick Between the Lines. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. If you'd like to reach out, email us at learn at gpstc.org.